Performer Talks. I'm your host Bethany Unwin and today I'm going to be chatting to you about creating opportunities. So for me personally I think one of the biggest things I've learned during my time in training and my first year and a bit out in the industry is you've got to hustle for the work. Work never just turns up for you, you have to be actively going out and seeking it and Sometimes there aren't positions or auditions coming up and you hear people say all the time, ah, there's just nothing right for me at the minute. But it's about not waiting for those opportunities. It's about creating them. So a lot of the jobs that I have got have not necessarily been through. I've seen an audition or a position advertised and then gone for it. It's been me writing to people, networking, learning new skills, all those kind of things that have helped me get new opportunities. But it's not necessarily been waiting for an audition to come up. For me as well, I think I get really frustrated if I feel like I'm not moving anywhere, if I feel like the wheels aren't still spinning. So even though we're coming out of this pandemic now into a new normal and there's a good chance lockdowns are going to be on the cards locally as well as nationally again. I think it's so important now more than ever to get your foot in the door where you can. So I've been networking as much as I can these last couple of months and when I do go to auditions, obviously there aren't very many at the moment, but when I was attending auditions that's one thing I learned to do really well and had easy access to was networking with other performers and creatives. When you go to auditions, it's such a positive thing to talk to people and find out what's going on. So even though this industry is massive and there's so many people that wanna go into this career path, the industry is actually quite close-knit. Like you always know someone who knows someone. So when we were at auditions, it was really nice to speak to other people because they often knew things that were right for me, even if they weren't right for them. And I knew things that were right for them that weren't necessarily right for me. Um, and you could kind of help each other with that. And I think some people get worried that they're giving away like loads of auditions and they're scared to talk about opportunities in case other people go for it. But to be honest, I think it's such a great thing to help one another out because then they'll probably return the favour. If you help them get to an audition or tell them about an audition that's going to be happening, you never know who con- what contacts they've got and they probably will remember that you've helped them. I would definitely say when you're at auditions, like make a point of talking to other performers and find out what they're up to, find out where they're going, find out what they've been up to recently, find out if they know anything. Um, You don't have to be like intrusive or like a spy, but just talking to other people is a really big thing. And I think when you go on courses or you take classes or you're on social media, it's a great way to connect with people and connect with people that are behind the scenes as well. Like you never know what contacts a makeup artist has or a lighting designer has or a set designer. You know, um, you could be talking to anyone and they'd be like, oh, we urgently need someone tomorrow. You fit it, do you wanna come along? And 
you just never know who's going to give you that helping hand. So be very ready to help others and they will help you in return. So obviously I've mentioned social media. Now for me, social media has been an invaluable resource along with this podcast um, for me to connect with other performers and creatives. It's been a really nice way of me finding people and making connections with people that I probably would never have met or spoken to or had a relationship with had I not known them through social media. I think social media is a great place to showcase your work. I think it's a great place to make connections with people, new people, as well as keeping the connections that you had. So when you've been to an audition and you've connected with someone all day, ask them for their social media handle, talk to each other, use it as a platform to help bring people together, which is what it was originally intended for, you know, is to keep you in touch with people that maybe you only meet once or you only see a couple of times or, you know, you've known them for a couple of years but lose touch. Social media was intended for that. So I think when we can use it to enhance us, I think we should absolutely use it to the maximum we can. Casting directors are very similar to social media for me in the fact that it's a place for you to showcase your work, make connections with others, but you've also got to keep it up to date. I think that's probably one of the most common things I find when I look at people's social media and want to connect with them is if it's not up to date, then I probably won't just because I feel like they're probably not on it anymore or they're not using it enough that I'll be able to maintain a connection with them. And it's the same with casting directories. You know, you've got to keep it up to date. I think messaging people is a really nice way to let them know that you're there. It's always great to build rapport with people, with brands, with businesses, with creatives, with casting directors. Because if your name pops up, then they're going to recognise you when your name potentially comes up for a job. You know, even if it's your Instagram handle, it's slightly different. If they've at least seen your face before, that's half the battle already and when applying on casting directories I've learned there's a little box at the bottom where you can add a little note now some people say oh don't bother it's a waste of time like they're not going to read it but I disagree I got into an audition once because I wrote in that box and they were only taking agent submissions and I was self-represented at the time and they said that they would take me for the audition because they saw I was passionate about wanting to come and do the job because I wasn't agency represented, but I wrote to them about why I'd like to work with them and why what it would mean to me to have an opportunity to work with them. So that gave me an edge. So now I make sure in every box, I write to the casting director. I also think it's just really nice to say, Hi, thank you for taking the time to consider me for this opportunity. Like remembering that they're humans on the other side of the computer is so important. Like they might have had a really bad day and they've sat through 500 different applications and you're, hi, I hope you're well. Thank you so much for taking the time to consider me. Could be the difference between getting an audition or not. And I think it's just so important and it's really kind and friendly and approachable and it just shows you're nice to work with if you just write that little message you've shown them that you've given them a big green tick by that box that they probably won't be able to tick for everyone because they won't know they won't have worked with them before necessarily and if they haven't written in that box you know there's a lack of 
rapport there. There's a lack of a relationship and a connection. So I think one of the things that I've really learned with casting directories is to always write a little message and social media as well. Reach out to people. You're not going to hurt anyone by not doing that. Even if it's just reacting or commenting on their photo, um, just make sure your name pops up and you know, you never know what great friendships can come from that. I mean, TPJ has been invaluable to me. Like I love connecting with my followers and with other performers and now my friends. Like it's a really nice thing. Another thing that I've had to learn when I'm in the industry that they didn't teach me in training is about researching and writing to people and how valuable that is. I always got taught, you head to the audition and this is what you do in the audition. But no one mentioned researching or writing to any companies. They just talked about waiting for that audition to come up and then going for it. So I think what I've learned, especially during this time, is about writing to people. Is It's very time consuming because if you do it right, it should be very time consuming. It's not something you can just copy and paste. It's about being really personal and that does take time but oh my goodness is it worth it you've got more chance of them keeping you in mind for projects coming up or if there's a job that maybe they haven't advertised for but is coming up or maybe they don't know what they're looking for yet so they don't know exactly what they're looking for they can't advertise it but if you approach them that's kind of half the job already done you know, they know that you're passionate and you want to work with them because you've approached them. You've not waited for a nice little audition notice to be put up with a a payment at the end of it saying, oh, this is how much you'll get paid. And then you've signed up for it. You've done it before that. So the fact that you've written to them, it just shows that you're proactive in your approach. It shows that you're going to be eager to work with them. It shows that you're passionate about what you do. So I think it ticks a lot of boxes without people realising it. When you are writing to people, I've learned to do my research thoroughly. You should always know who you're emailing, who's going to receive that email. So I always look at the meet the team or the about us page and see who my email is going to go to. And if I don't know, I'll just put the name of the person who runs the team and then and team. I always make it really personal to them. So I will always say, I hope you're well. Um, I hope this finds you well. I'm writing to you because I'm always trying to be informative and tell them not only why I'm right for them, but why they're right for me and what I can bring for them, knowing what they do. So obviously it does involve a lot of researching about their mission statement, about who they are, about every little detail that they do to show that you actually do really want to work with them. So each email, I think, normally takes me about 45 minutes. It does take time, Um, especially then when I've attached all my showreels and my CV and my headshot and everything else. It does take a long time, but it is so worth it. Like the amount of responses I've got from people that I probably would never hear from if I applied through a casting directory or a job on the internet. Again, it's building that rapport. It's building that connection and it's seeing that name. And if I were then to apply in the future when they did have another job that was more right for me, they'd already have my CV on file because I've already emailed them before about wanting to work with them. So it's just little things like that that I think create yourself opportunities. And I know it's got me work in the past when I've approached people and they haven't advertised for a job yet, then 
two months later, I've had a phone call or an email saying, we've now got something available. We'd love to talk with you. And that's happened before. Um, And sometimes I've written four or five times to the same people. And then I've heard back. It doesn't necessarily happen the first time. When I'm looking at jobs now, I think that there are so many strings that people expect you to have to your bow. They're looking for speciality acts where they can do fire eating or aerial skills, or maybe they need someone who can drive. All those kind of things are really important for people. So I know when I graduated college, one of the first things I did to secure myself more opportunities was update the skills that I already had. So I had a chaperone license that was going out of date. I had a DBS that was going out of date. I had a first aid that was going out of date. And even though none of them are directly related, you never know when you're gonna need them or whether they're gonna need someone with a certificate just to say they've got someone on the team who can do that, worst comes to worst, just to tick a box. You could be that box that they need ticking, especially with chaperones. Like that's a big thing. So um, I went and got all those done first. And then recently, I've taken a presenter course, which was so much fun. I would highly recommend it. It has helped me so much with this podcast. It's helped me so much with my social media, um, in just the way that I come across and that I present myself. Presenting is a really hard skill. And it's something totally different. And it applies for radio and TV as well. It's a completely new skill, but it's so worth having and so worth doing. And I'm definitely gonna look to do more of that in the future. But I met some fantastic people on that course, even though it's online. And we all swapped Instagram handles and we all are still in touch. And hopefully, you know, we can help each other out in our little ways in the industry. Some of us wanted to do very different things. Some of us were really similar. So it's nice to be able to connect with people that are like-minded, but also different people that you never know when they're going to have an opportunity that could help you and you've got an opportunity that would be exactly right for them. So it's always worth staying in touch with people like that. Now that I've done a presenter course, I can say I've got some experience. So that's another thing I can actually apply for. It's another thing that I can actually go for work for. I mean, I would like to have more opportunity to learn that so I'll probably do another course soon hopefully when everything gets back up and running fully and get a full presenter reel done as well um because that would obviously secure me more chance of getting the work so it's about using the time that we have and the resources when you have in the downtime whether it's in between contracts whether it's during a global pandemic whether you're just out of work for a little bit whether you're injured whether you're just come from graduating and you haven't got a, you know anything to go on to straight away use that time to better yourself it's never going to hinder you it's only going to help you with your career and the more strings you have to the, your bow the more chances you've got of getting work and getting a paycheck so i would say Learning and updating and getting new skills is just a fantastic thing that if you can do, I'd highly recommend it because I know how much it's helped people and I know how much it's helped me. And the very last thing that I've learned more than anything, and like I say, they do not teach you this in your performer training. It's something that you learn when you come out of college, especially as a graduate. Don't wait for opportunity, create it, make it your time write yourself a script, get creative, do a big piece of choreography, make an original song, and then share it. Share it on social media. Message other performers with your work. Ask them to share it. 
allow it to bring you closer to other people and be seen by new people write to people and share your work with others learn and update your skills research the companies who you'd like to work for and speak to them showcase yourself in workshops on a time for basis is also great you know especially as a graduate I did some jobs that were expenses and travel and I got professional footage from it and that enabled me to get a showreel done essentially for free because I was paid to go there and I worked for a charity um, for the Samaritans and Loughborough Nightline. I did a video for them like a training video on active and passive listening that was going around the schools and that was one of the best experiences. I was on a professional set for the first time and my expenses and travel were all paid. I got a lovely big box of chocolates from them, which was very, very sweet. Um, but I got all professional footage from it and it looked great. And I'm so pleased that I went and did that because if I'd paid for an acting reel, it probably still wouldn't have looked as professional as it did with those guys. So that was invaluable to me. So I know that people say you should never go for unpaid work, but I think assess what you were gonna get out of it. You know, recently I've done a couple of collaborations with photographers and that's enabled me to build a portfolio so I can go for different castings. So I think even on a time for basis or where you're just getting experience of singing out in public, you never know who's going to see that. You know, if you're doing a Christmas light switch on or you're dancing at a charity event or you're doing a Shakespeare festival, you know, whatever it is, just go for it. You never know who's going to see it. So that is one thing that I would love you to take away from this is we don't have to wait for these opportunities. We can make our own opportunities. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that was really helpful. Please, if you found anything valuable, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your support with downloading and following and liking and sharing and commenting has been amazing. Please do keep it up because it is making a massive difference. We are reaching so many new performers and are allowing them to get the information they need for free and it's accessible for them. So please do keep sharing. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Bethany Unwin, and this has been Performer Talks.